like a cool, refreshing drink of water. Here comes Short and Sweet Parenting Tips. Hello, Short and Sweet Parenting family out there. Today we're going to share a pre-allowance system for your youngest tyke. I hope you had a chance to listen to parts 1 to 3 of the allowance series. Actually, if you have an 8-year-old to early teenager age, those are the episodes you want to listen to. Also, much of that information is foundational for everything else we're going to discuss here and next week. (laughs) It's time for kids' activities. Yay! Hi, kids. We have an art activity today. You will just need paper and markers, crayons, or colored pencils. Start by taking one color and draw a squiggly line across the top of the paper. You want it to touch each side of the page. Now pick a new color and draw a line below the first one trying to match the shape of the first squiggly line. You can't match it exactly. That's okay. That's the idea, so no worries. Keep using a new color and make a new line below the one you just drew, remembering to make your line touch each edge of the page. Keep going until the page is full of lines. Parents, if it would help, you can put masking tape on the sides to tape down the paper and help the kids with drawing lines and holding the paper straight. You can also put painter's tape randomly across the paper, have your kids draw their lines, and then remove the tape. As a bonus project, maybe for your older kids, you can draw shapes in different spots on the page and then draw lines radiating around those shapes with different colors working out as you go. It's up to you to decide what to do when your growing lines run into each other. Experiment and try different things. Remember, there is no right or wrong in art. If you hearken way back to episode number four, we discussed using a tone jar for discouraging a bad attitude. Anyone remember that? That was a long time ago. (laughs) Well, this is kind of the opposite. Your kids will actually start each week with money that is theirs. We used a dollar's worth of nickels, which is 20 coins for those of us whose brains are already on summer vacation. Big picture here. The child will lose a coin every time they do a behavior that the parent is trying to correct or avoid. At the end of the week, whatever money is left, the kiddos get to keep and spend. You then refill the jar with however many coins you decide on and start the week over. The beauty of the nickel jar is that it isn't just a way to start giving your kids some spending money. You may know by now that I like to get the most bang for my buck when it comes to parenting tactics. So combining a money-earning system that also encourages good behavior is the kind of thing that really gets me going. Just so you know, most experts recommend 8 years old as the best age to start kids on an allowance, with 5 or 6 as the earliest suggested age. When we started the nickel jar, my daughter was in kindergarten. And actually, the number one reason we started it was not to provide her with spending money. It was to motivate her to do what we asked when we asked. For you, it might be a different issue. Just decide for yourself. Please note, I would not suggest using the nickel jar for emotion-related behaviors like crying, tantrums, anger, and those kinds of things. Essentially, choose a behavior that is emotionally neutral, whatever it is, Only pick one behavior because you don't want too many rules associated with the nickel jar. The simpler, the better. So here's how the nickel jar system works. If we ask our daughter to do something and she refused, argued, or talked back instead of doing it, she needed to get a coin out of her nickel jar and give it to us. Or if we had to remind her to do something we'd already asked her to do, she was required to give us one of her nickels. 
you probably already foresee some potential gray area here. So you may want to anticipate and think through some scenarios ahead of time. Using our behavior as an example, what if Junior complained but still did the task? Another decision might be how many times you actually request they do the behavior. Do you give them a free ask, like two chances to do what you're asking them to do? I'm just trying to give some examples of what nuances you might encounter. Don't kill yourself troubleshooting it though. <laughs> you may want to just begin using the nickel jar and see what variables come up related to your numero uno desired behavior. Make adjustments, give it some time, and above all, remember to keep in mind your individual child's personality. Also, you need to decide which day of the week you want to pay out your kiddo and renew the nickels. But you don't have to give it that much thought, okay? It's, this is a free ticket, but I would try to stay as consistent as you can. Maybe choose a quiet day where you won't be so busy that you completely forget to renew the nickels and pay your kid. When you're ready to put this into action with your kiddo, show them the coins before you put them in the jar. Explain to them that this is their money and they will get it at the end of the week. There's a couple ways you can word it on how they're gonna lose the money and it might depend on if you're going to try to encourage a good behavior or cut out a bad behavior. Like you can say they have to earn it throughout the week by doing fill in the blank. Or if you're trying to discourage something, you can say, all this money is theirs, but each time they do fill in the blank, they will lose one of their coins. When we started the nickel jar, our daughter was just beginning to understand money and was interested in spending it. I know we're supposed to be talking about allowances here, but if your kids aren't there yet, that's okay too. You could use the nickel jar to regulate the behavior using something other than money, like colored puffballs, maybe Lego pieces, little dinosaurs, or matchbox cars. Letting them keep them at the end of the week or not, it's up to you. The world's your oyster. There are a couple reasons that the nickel jar may backfire. By that I'm talking about a child intentionally going through with a certain behavior blatantly not caring if there's a consequence. The first reason I can think of would be that the nickel jar has turned into a power struggle. To prevent this, when a child loses a coin, make it as much of a natural consequence as possible. Something between the kiddo and the nickel jar. If you must comment, give them sympathy instead of a lecture. If a parent comes against a kid with a win-lose mindset, the child may not concede so easily and instead stand their ground regardless of what it costs them. In a power struggle with your kiddos, no one really wins because you as the parent must get the win at all cost and it's often at the expense of your kid, usually involving their self-esteem. Another reason the nickel jar might backfire is if there's a control issue, and this is on behalf of your kid. This is similar to the power struggle, but it's mainly a kid vying for control wherever they can get it, control either over a situation, and that's even if it works against the child's best interest, or control over their parents either undermining their parents' authority or manipulating their parents' emotions by making them frustrated or angry. Both power struggles and control issues are topics I will cover in season two. Summing up, the nickel jar is one way to provide your youngest kiddo with their own money on a very small scale. Keep in mind that the general recommendation for starting an actual allowance is eight, with five being the youngest. The nickel jar doubles as a system that you can tie into a desired behavior, whether it's keeping their toys picked up, putting away their shoes, or even brushing their teeth. Just throwing out some examples there. 
And if you'd rather not use coins, you can always try other items. I think we're going to jump to older teenagers next week, right around high school age. I actually have a guest who will talk about a genius approach to help your teenager transition into their own adult spending habits with all the responsibility and money management that comes with it. Everything we covered in parts one to three really applies to that in-between age, around eight years old up to maybe young teenagers. So if you have a kid in that age range, I would point you back to parts one to three. So next week will be our last official episode of season one. Woo! (laughs) Pretty crazy. In season two, Diving Deeper, we'll take on topics that are tricky to bring up with other playground parents at Little League or during Mommy and Me dates. The focus of season two will be to coach parents on how to navigate these tough issues. Expect plenty of expert interviews for these topics so we can approach them from different angles, representing more than one viewpoint. If you would like a particular subject covered, please post it or PM me through the Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page or message me through shortandsweettips.com. Short and Sweet Parenting Tips, signing off for the week. Fresh ideas in bite-sized portions. <laughs>